Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League. Welcome to the Saturday review. Um, let's take a look at these games. The first one uh, on your Super Saturday was the Raiders v the Dolphins. Tough, physical, close. Loved it. Super tough game. Super tight game as well. And uh, it was good to have a tight game after obviously the absolute floggings on Thursday and Friday. It was good to have a really close, tight game. Uh, followed by two of probably the biggest upsets I've ever seen. Um, Probably the biggest one in NRL history. The last one, the Panthers v the Tigers. We'll get to that in a second though. Uh, But the Raiders v the Dolphins, it was a really nice, close game and the Raiders getting the win there. Called that one. uh, The foreseer of rugby league, as they do call me, but called this one. Didn't call the other ones, but called this one. So, you know, I'll take what I can get. The Raiders v the Dolphins. Tough, physical, close. Uh, It was a golden point field goal from Jamal Fogarty and obviously the first one of his career as well. No one in that side had kicked a field goal in NRL before, which is insane. And Jamal Fogarty getting his first NRL field goal in this one. You know, I was a bit worried. I was a bit worried about the Raiders because obviously, um, you know, that stat, no one kicked an NRL field goal for the Raiders. And I thought that, you know, the Dolphins were going to be the only ones that were going to be able to get a field goal off. And the Raiders might have had to have scored a try to win the game uh, rather than a field goal. And it definitely looked that way towards the back end of the game. Jamal Fogarty went for the field goal at the end of regular time and missed it and then got it in extra time. Um, But yeah, look, it was a really, really scary thought. Could the Raiders uh, maybe only be able to score a try to win the game and they got the field goal and it was a beauty as well. He dodged uh, Herman Sesa as well with a beautiful step uh, and then still managed to get a perfect strike on that ball uh, to secure the win there, 31-30. to Super tight game, loved it. And it was a pretty fitting end as well, obviously, to a pretty dramatic week for the Raiders, a pretty hectic week for the Raiders as well. It wasn't an easy week, obviously, with the news that... Uh, Jack Whiten was obviously going to South Sydney um, and, and, you know, it was a very emotional week as well because obviously after the game, uh, Jack Whiten got the win and, you know, there was a tear in the eye there. You know, it was showing that he still had pride for the Raiders. He had pride in the jersey um, and it was a pretty emotional rollercoaster week. There was obviously some racist comments that flew his way. Uh, Pretty disgusting as well. We sort of talked about that in the preview. Um, You know, some of the comments there, people talking without a face. Uh, You know, Jamal Fogarty called one of the guys out as well on his Instagram page and you know, credit to him for that. But, um, you know, some pretty disgusting racist comments uh, toward Jack Whiten during the week. And, um, you know, obviously from some pretty distraught fans that he was leaving uh, at the end of the year to join the Rabbitohs. But even still, there's no excuse to be like that. There's no excuse uh, to make racially motivated comments like that. And, um, you know, it's pretty shameful as well. And, and it's pretty pussy-like as well. You've got to be a real pussy to, to make comments like that behind a screen. Um, you know, don't don't say things you wouldn't say to the person's face is the main rule for me. And, um, you know, even still, like, there's no reason to be racist or to say racially motivated things, uh, particularly, you know, when it's been a tough week. You know, obviously, Jack White probably didn't really want to leave the Raiders, but he saw an opportunity to go join one of his mates in Latrell Mitchell uh, and potentially win a comp as well. 
uh, with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And, you know, there's a lot of crap that came out during the week, obviously, that Jack White thought that he couldn't win a comp with the Raiders. And, you know, realistically, looking at that side, the recruitment they probably could have gotten uh, over the next few years, maybe not. Uh, you know, look at South Sydney at the moment, winning games and winning games comfortably. Campbell Graham's killing it at the moment. Latrell Mitchell's having an absolute blinder over the past few weeks. Cody Walker's playing some good football at the back end of his career. Damien Cook's starting to get back into his mojo. Uh, Cameron Murray as well. You look at the side that the Rabbitohs have got. Realistically, yes, he probably can win a comp more likely than he can uh, at, at the Raiders and, you know, more likely to win a comp uh, with South Sydney than he is at the Raiders, I should say that was worded very uh, weirdly at the start, uh, but he's more likely to win a comp with South Sydney than he is the Raiders, and he saw that, and he took an opportunity to go there, um, and you know, you know, you can't really be angry at, angry at that, you know, he's been with the Raiders for a long time, yes, it probably would have been nice for him to stay at the Raiders and be that one club player, and it's probably what I thought he was going to do when he sort of, you know, unenrolled himself from origin selection, uh, retired from rep football to focus on football. You'd, you'd think that that would be a clause to sign with the Canberra Raiders. You'd think that he was probably most likely going to sign with the Canberra Raiders after that news came out, but uh, obviously not. Obviously, different events transpired, and he's signed with the South Sydney Rabbitohs now to the end of 2027, which is massive, um, and and look, I hope he does go well at the back end of this season. His main focus, which he's made clear, is the Canberra Raiders for the rest of this season. And people can't be angry at that. You know, he's been very professional about the whole thing. He's stated that his main focus is the Raiders for the end of the season. And you can see how emotional he is about leaving. But he's also emotional um, about playing for the Canberra Raiders each week. And, and you know how much pride he has for playing for the Canberra Raiders each week as well. So you can't be angry at that. Uh, he's been really, really good. He was really, really good in the the first 20 minutes of that game as well for the Canberra Raiders and throughout the rest of the game as well. He was one of their main guys. Uh, really solid football from Jack Whiten and you can see how much pride he plays with as well in that Canberra Raiders jersey. You cannot be angry at that whatsoever. Look at the game he had as well. I mean, he scored a try. Uh, he laned on two line break assists as well. And he ran for 128 metres in this game as well. So he had a big game as well in this one, Jack Whiten. Uh, so credit to him for that. On the back of 58% possession, uh, Canberra ran for for 668 metres more than their opponents. 668 metres more than the Dolphins, which is insane. With fullback Sebastian Chris leading the way with a personal haul of 247 metres. That is insane. Jeremy Marshall King played the full 84 minutes for the Dolphins and made 55 tackles with Elliot Whitehead playing the full game for the Canberra Raiders and led the tackle count with 41. Solid efforts from both of those guys. The Dolphins made 13 errors to the Raiders' five, which Raiders obviously looking really good during that game and uh, very, very composed and disciplined as well compared to the Dolphins' 13 errors, which is something they're going to have to look at uh, going back. Um, but obviously to keep it level as well with, you know, nearly double the, more than double the amount of errors as well. It was credit to the Dolphins for that. Uh, the Dolphins center, Brenko Lee, was ruled out of the game with a hamstring injury, uh, suffered nine minutes into the second half, with while Ray Stone left the field for a HIA in Golden Point. Raiders winger Jordan Rapana was placed on report for a late tackle in the 71st minute, uh, and the Dolphins have now failed to hold a team to under 20 points since round two, which ironically was against the Raiders. So big start there for the Dolphins and obviously they need to look back at that one.
Talk about the Ray Stone for a minute. That was hectic. You should have seen him. Uh, look, you probably would have seen him as well when he got up and when the cameras went on him, uh, when the trainer was trying to get him off the field, he had no clue. He was basically clueless walking around there like a headless chicken. He uh, must have been hit quite hard. I didn't actually get to see the replay of the footage, but uh, he did not look well after it. I don't think he'll be playing next week due to the stand-down rules uh, for HIAs. I don't think he'll be able to play next week. But look, overall in this one, Jack Wyden, awesome performance from him, especially with all the controversy around him in the past week. Uh, to come out and have a pretty decent performance like that one, 128 metres, two line break assists uh, and a try as well. It was pretty uh, pretty awesome effort there from Jack Whiten uh, and from Sebastian Chris as well at fullback. You know, he's improved substantially at fullback over the past few weeks. He's really, really improved and I've been really impressed with how he's gone at fullback as the standing guy. Uh, you'd imagine that uh, Xavier Savage will come back into the team next weekend. Obviously, uh, he's been just been put back into fullback in reserve grade in New South Wales Cup over Chevy Stewart. So you'd imagine uh, that Xavier Savage comes back into this side for the Canberra Raiders at fullback going into next week. Uh, but I can't wait to see how the Raiders do go next week as well. A really tough win for the Raiders in this one as well uh, against the Dolphins. The next game was the Manly Seagulls v. the Gold Coast Titans. The Gold Coast players vowed not to blow another halftime lead as they overcame the loss of star fullback AJ Brimson uh, to Stunned the Seagulls 26-10 at Four Pines Park. Definitely a loss that I did not see coming for Manly. Uh, and even with Tom Trevojevic out and the stats against Manly. Uh, the stats were against Manly too coming into this game. The Titans did have the stats behind them. Manly were still the favourites, but for them to lose that one, I still didn't expect it. Um, but yeah, look, it was a big win by the Titans. And, you know, credit to BKR Sport as well. He obviously enjoyed that one, uh, the big win against the Manly Seagulls. But yes, the Titans grabbing a big win here. Uh, the Titans scored first for the seventh time in eight matches with Khan Pereira grabbing the first try in the 22nd minute. Camperero completed his fourth try scoring double in his ninth try in eight games in his debut season, which is pretty incredible there for Camperero uh, when he dived in over the left corner uh, on the last play of the first half. Uh, the Seagulls winger Ruben Garrick uh, averaged 16 points per match against the Titans, but he was limited to just three goals. Uh, prop Taniela Paseca ran uh, 89 metres with the ball in the opening 15 minutes and finished uh, the game with 172 metres from 18 carries, which is insane there for Taniela Paseca. A big game for him. 89 metres in the first 15 minutes is fucking unbelievable. Now have a go at this stat. Tanner Boyd, um, he had only just missed two of 33 attempts at goal this season. And he comes into this game and he only gets two from seven uh, from goal, which was pretty disappointing. But the Titans still able to grab the win. If he had kicked all of those goals, it would have been a much bigger lead there for the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, but he did play, other than his kicking game, he did play quite well, Tanner Boyd, so credit to him. And the Titans have now won six of their past 11 games at Four Pines Park. So as I said, the stats were behind the Titans. I still thought Manly were going to win the game. I had tipped Manly before Tom Travoy 
Trevich was ruled out. Tom Trevojevic was ruled out. Wasn't going to be a pussy. Stayed with Manly and they still lost. Um, so credit to the Gold Coast Titans. I'll know for next time not to go against the Gold Coast Titans, uh, depending on who they're versing. But still, uh, do not doubt the Titans, I guess. And a really solid win there. I loved that one. It was a really entertaining game as well. And uh, the Titans putting on an absolute masterclass. And, and you know, one of the big, go- one of the big guys um, for the Gold Coast Titans as well was Dave Fafita. I think that was Dave Fafita's probably his best game um, for the Titans over the past three years that he's been there. He was unbelievable. Uh, his passing game's gotten better. His kicking game as well. Fuck, you wouldn't have thought that Dave Fafita had a kicking game on him, but he definitely does. And it was really solid in this one. Uh, but he had a really, really awesome game, Dave Fafita. So credit to him as well. Really solid game from the Titans and a great upset there. But if you thought that that was a great upset, the fucking Tigers. The Tigers getting the win over the Panthers. A five-star performance from Luke Brooks-inspired West Tigers to a gutsy 12-8 defeat of the back-to-back premiers, the Penrith Panthers, that ended a 273-day drought since their last win. It was actually 365 days last week since their last win, uh, but 273-day drought, um, according to the Tigers. I'm pretty sure they said it was 365 days, but obviously that was wrong. 273-day drought since their last win, which is insane. Um, And Luke Brooks, obviously, uh, was 365 days since he'd been a part of a win. I think it was um, specifically according to Luke Brooks. But Luke Brooks, he was absolutely sensational in this game. Absolutely sensational. Kicked two 40-20s. His kicking game was on all night. Uh, His passing game as well. He looked dangerous. Every time he got his hands on the ball, uh, he was outstanding, Luke Brooks. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, And you look, I probably didn't think I was going to be saying that at all uh, compared to the last, you know, six or seven weeks uh, that the Tigers have produced. But Luke Brooks, sensational. And look, they've been getting better over the past few weeks. They have been getting better, the, uh, the West Tigers. Slow but surely getting better and this one was a big game for them against the Panthers you wouldn't have expected it but they definitely came into this game and put an end to a pretty long drought by them uh, center Brett Naden became the first West Tigers player sin binned this season after a shoulder charge on Panthers second rower Zach Hossing it's pretty bad he sort of flew in there with his shoulder there was definitely a shoulder charge uh, and understandable why he got sent there. Uh, the Panthers conceded seven first-half errors while the Tigers completed at 90% uh, in the wet with slippery conditions. And it was just due due to them, uh, you know, their one-off passing style and, you know, keeping it very tight in their attack as well in the wet conditions. Tigers playing well in the wet conditions. Uh, the Panthers very playing very un-Panthers to what we've seen over the past two years from them. Seven first-half errors for the Panthers. Uh, super disappointing from them and uh, the Panthers just have not been themselves over the past few weeks and you know only just winning games over the past few weeks as well Um, you know pretty disappointing for them to lose against a side that has not won a game this season Um, yeah definitely something the Panthers need to go back and look at uh, and they definitely did not go well in the wet conditions at all a big moment in the game for the Tigers as well. David Nofaluma coming back into the first grade side. He scored his 100th NRL try in the 50th minute to regain the lead for his side. Now, something that I've been quite disappointed with for the West Tigers is their lack of loyalty and their lack of keeping incumbents in their team. For me, uh, Dave Nofaluma, he's been there for a while. He's been one of their main guys for a while there on the wing uh, for the West Tigers. I think he's an incumbent now. You've got to keep him on the wing. You can't take 
take him out for the younger guys. Yes, you want to build for the future, but at the same time, you know, they've got a guy like Dane Laurie there who is the future, uh, and they've put him in reserve grade. Dave Nofaluma, uh, he's the incumbent, and they're leaving him out of the team, which is pretty disappointing. I think that uh, they've got to keep him in this side. Junior Tupo as well. He has been, he's been great for the West Tigers. He's going to stay in this team as well. Junior Tupo and Dave and Nofaluma are the wingers for this team now. In saying that about Dane Laurie being the incumbent, uh, obviously playing a big part in this team's uh, wins and obviously their success uh, over the past two years when they have been good, when they have been only just missing out on the eight and being competitive in this competition. Dane Laurie was a big part of that. He was one of their best players last year as well. Um, but in saying that, I mean, Jerome Buller, he's been sensational. He's been really, really good over the past few weeks um, for the West Tigers and uh, some really big stats and probably one of their men of the match. Other than Luke Brooks, Jerome Buller was absolutely sensational uh, in Bathurst. He was really, really solid. Uh, the game was played in heavy rain as well, and the Tigers uh, adopted a simple, low-risk game plan, uh, just making five offloads. And that's what I mean by the short passing game and uh, just some of the simple things that this team was able to do in able to get the win, the West Tigers. A really simple game plan for them going into this one, and it worked out in the wet conditions. And Nappy Coruscant was sort of touching on that after the game, the simple game plan they came into this one with, and it really worked out for them. Uh, David Clemmer carried the ball for 209 metres, uh, and then Isaiah Papali'i as well for 106 metres. Alex Twall for 173 metres. Stefano Utskamanu, 133 metres, and Joe Offer. Hang Gowie, 119 metres, uh, which is an absolutely phenomenal effort there for the West Tigers. The Tigers have now, uh, the Tigers completed, sorry, 38 out of their 42 sets compared to the Panthers, 30 completions out of 39 sets. Obviously, the Tigers completing at a very, very high rate there, around 90% for the game. Brooks and Wakeham forced four goal line dropouts as well, while the Panthers had none, which is unbelievable. And it just goes goes to show how dominant the Tigers were in this game and how good Luke Brooks actually was in this one as well. So really solid performance by the West Tigers. Uh, Luke Brooks sensational narrative game for Luke Brooks as well and it's so good to see Luke Brooks playing well. It's so good to see the Tigers playing well as well and hopefully they can continue this form going into next week as well. One.